should I bleed it off or? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there a, is there a snappy little intro bit that I can go for here? I'll play um, the Top Gear intro. Mm. Don't actually no. Don't. <laughs> I'm not doing it, but I am gonna re-listen to like, um, <laughs> just so I can just get like, what's the cadence? What am I trying to approximate here? Tonight, Regs, um, yeah, talks about music, and Buchanan talks about music. So the thing that I haven't got is like. Does, does anything does anything come before the tonight is the first word you hear in a top gear intro tonight every time i think so it goes like tonight yeah yeah it is the first thing um but we can't just launch in on tonight i'm really i'm thinking this through and it's troubling me <laughs> oh this is this is this is too much this is too much effort um <laughs> uh, um, I, I just got to do a Clarkson impression and see how it goes, right? That's that's what yep. this is calling yep. for. Yep. Hello and welcome to Hot Singles. Tonight we're talking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck. Um, yeah, you're kind of going like a shock jock DJ. I I mean, this T- is... it's <laughs> it's Rexy and the Boo. <laughs> Oh no, I don't like that whatsoever. <laughs> um, what am I actually going for? It's tonight. Um, <laughs> Aya calls her beard a cunt. <laughs> um, no, that's a bit, on, a bit too on the fucking nose. Uh, hello and welcome <laughs> to Heart Singles. We spent far too long <laughs> futzing around with this introduction and I cannot be asked to think about it too much any longer. I'm Regs. I'm joined by Boo. Hi! <laughs> so, um, we're just the two of us this week, and we brought two albums we can to talk make about. It if we try. Just the two of us. Doo-doo. Just the two of us. Two of us. <laughs> um, excellent. Um, what album have you brought, B? Uh, I have brought, um, and uh, strap in, folks, um, Random Access Memories. Memories. Uh, the remix project of Daft Punk's 2013 seminal funk epic by Nicholas Jar and Dave Harrington. And I have brought I'm Whole by Aya. <laughs> I'm Whole. I'm Whole and you can too. Um, <laughs> That's so true. So, so true. It's, it's so true. Um, let's fucking get into it.
Yeah. Um, so Nicholas Jar and Dave Harrington uh, sort of it's they, they get called like it's at they, they have a band called uh, Dark Side and it's people call it like psych rock. People call it like ambient rock. It's um, these guys. These guys duck uh, genre conventions, maybe like the most bluntly I have ever seen any like group do um they uh they've they've got some classic classic records under their belt and uh a couple of months after daft punk release random access memories uh they uh they for one project they rename themselves to daft side uh and undergo a complete and full like remix project um it's like songs are um, comparatively out of order. Uh, things are like way more stripped down, just letting like old school funk grooves ride out. I love this record so goddamn much. Um, yeah. And I promise it's we're, we're going to it's it's I, I felt anxious about being like, well, on random access member on Ram, uh, it does this. But on Ramum which is what uh we've uh, we've decided we're going to call it because random access memories memories is going to be like that's going to be like word soup later <laughs> um my just will not cooperate at some point <laughs> um it's but ramum is like ramum literally exists to be compared and contrasted to random access memories and if there's one thing people love talking about it's random access memories it's so true um so yeah the first thing though just to like before we like commit to the random access memories bit of this like dark side have released a bunch of records some really yes. fucking good ones at that um yep so what made you want to talk about this instead of either psychical spiral um it's i just it's <laughs> i like i like the novelty of it it's mm-hmm. um it's like it's uh the the other two dark side a couple more if you count live records Oh, yeah. uh, records are are genuinely very very good um but uh it's i i feel like i would struggle to say a lot um i i, I would struggle to justify myself in particular bringing it up um because that that's that the those records are operating on a on a much different like origin wavelength than how i come at music i think yeah yeah totally totally. um and uh it's as somebody who um uh uh cannot decide if they like love or hate daft punk respect them all the same Mm -hmm. um it's i i figured this would be it's i i i would like to talk about i i think i would be good at talking about this record Um, yeah that makes perfect sense so yeah just like psychic is a record i played so much when it came out like i and quite an inordinate amount when I came up. And I still just think like the, the, the sort of like the moment in golden arrow with the synth just sort of like, just like thwomps in with the, that, like little filter attack. It's just like still like ingrained in my head. It's just like, that's an incredible little moment. Um, just the, the like incredibly sparse kick drum pad. Yes. This is a, this is a record I know pretty much inside out. And like, I have my foibles with it. I think like there's a, Dark side when they're left on their own devices have a tendency to go a bit like white boy funk um in a different mm-hmm. way from other groups like i think we brought up things like wolfpack or 
Would you would you say Lewis Cole? Yeah, I'm thinking. Is it Baba not good? Also, like that, like quite yeah, it's upright, very uh, upright nerdy funk. Yeah. Yes, um, it's. I, I wouldn't say Lewis Cole. L- Lewis Cole is not nerdy. It's just deranged. <laughs> Uh, I think he, so I think he's got this sort of indulgent love of like playing that often veers yes. into like nerdery for the sake of it. it. It veers into almost music YouTuber shit, which like, yes, it, it isn't that. And it's not that. And it's very good that it's not that, but it's also like a, mm-hmm. a risk that it shades towards in places that like you, you can be cognizant of. But the point is like, yeah. that's one mode that's sort of like day glow playing for the sake of playing like immaculate, like knowledge of technique and sometimes that spills over into this sort of like really anal and um really like particular approach to timbre as well and everything gets like yes. really particular and soft and delicate Darkside, side oh dark side dark side don't seem to do that for me they get instead into like cool dad rock territory and i yes. slip slip back into the jeremy clarkson voice <laughs> um, this is the funkiest white boy record in the world exactly yeah <laughs> Christ. Uh, um, but, but yeah, it's the sort of thing where like people in like leather jackets that they used to smoke in, but then their doctor told them to stop smoking so they smell slightly less of smoke um, would listen to. Like it's the, it's the like, I'm taking care of myself a bit too, me- a bit too well to actually be cool, but also not well yes. enough that I'm willing to submit to just listen to Fleetwood Mac for the rest of my life. Like mm-hmm. it's really lovely in places and lovely is like not always the thing you want a funk record to be <laughs> yes um so yeah the the like really enjoyable thing about the dark side record is like the direction of travel is always away from something that is so beautiful and so perfected and so like gorgeous that it's always mm-hmm. getting more dirty and more like gripping in a way <laughs> yes then then like when they're on their own and they're just like trying to make something that is in this like slightly moody slightly ethereal slightly like driving and funky music like it because sometimes they have to place themselves and sometimes they move towards the more like pretty end of where they place themselves that's that's like a risk of falling off the off that one end of it whereas with dark side they're always trying to drag daft punk back towards something that's like a bit more exciting and i think like (laughs) they fucking do it they fucking do it this is so good um yeah i it's um Quick, quick non sequitur sidebar about uh, Ram um, is uh, when when I was a kid and I saw that this album came out uh, and I saw that they they had Todd Edwards uh, signed up for this. Um, I uh, at age I would have been like 14, 15. I just about near pooped my pants. Mm. Um, a Daft Punk and Todd Edwards, like close your eyes and imagine a Daft Punk and Todd Edwards in their prime collab record. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would have, and then we get uh, fragments of time. Yeah, fragments of time is a track I literally forgot existed. It's I, it's I, it's it's I, I feel like I, I. introducing my stance on ram i think is my stance on ram is a good idea for for uh probably for me bringing a remix record it's there it's i find random access memories um very very beautiful it's it's literally like one of the most beautifully mixed and mastered records ever like literally ever i think um this it sounds good no matter what you play it on um but conceptually it's I find it very frustrating 
Yeah. Uh, there, there, there are a lot of very beautiful uh, moments that I love on it. It's I know I know touch gets gets some uh, flack for being like completely up its own ass. Um, touch is one of the but, few moments that I think the record like breaks out of the tiny little box that it's constructed for itself and like yes. actually like grips me in any way. It's so yes. frustrating. Um, and like. It's I I think it's I think when I was a kid I loved Giorgio by Marauder. Yeah. Um it's I still think it's cool. It's but um I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I do like this record. <laughs> no, uh... it's um it's I think it uh it very much like right after Get Lucky Ram it's like if if you're if you if you were the kind of person that's still on board with random access memories by the time it gets to get lucky, like all steam is immediately lost. Um, yeah. Like beyond beyond is beyond beyond sounds nice, but it's a nothing track. I used to really love motherboard, but that is that's that's like supremely a nothing track. Um, Fragments of time just makes me mad. Doing it right, really nice. And contact, god damn it, contact. Contact should have been the start. Of whatever yeah. Daft Punk, it should have been the intro track to whatever Daft Punk record was supposed to be built out of it, that. It should have been the intro track and should have been the launching point to something that got more chaotic from there, rather yes. than less. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yeah. And then my 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 copy of Ram has Horizon, uh, which is a Japanese bonus track, um, and it's 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 also it's just instrumental. It's also really nothing to write home about, but it's it's pretty. Um, and then there's the Get Lucky Daft Punk remix, which is, um, um, it's, I, it's, it's very much that, that remix is very much a monkey's paw because it's, if, if you, if you listen to Random Access Memories at any point and you go like, oh man, I really wish like, what could these guys, what could these guys have done? Like, like, you know, making these songs and then making Daft Punk flips out of them instead of just making flips out of songs that they used to sample. Yeah. And the, the Get Lucky Daft Punk remix is terrible. It's so <laughs> terrible. It's it's literally just like they, they chopped it up into like like bars in FL Studio and they just like mixed all the stems around a little. Oh, it's that's very, that's very, very depressing. <laughs> it's, I, I don't, it's, it, it's a, it's a... <laughs> I think if, if you don't like Ram, it's a gigantic middle f contact. And then the get lucky Daft Punk remix playing right after it is a gigantic middle finger. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I very distinctly remember like, I'm a, a smidge older than you, but this was the, the era where I was like, okay, I'm hitting like, what would have been 16, 17. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can do maths. Uh, yeah. I would have been 16 going 17 or so. I'm just like, right. I have thoughts about music and I've got to write them down in a blog because that's the thing everyone, that everyone does. Um, and yeah, like I distinctly remember being like, it's the new Daft Punk record. Of course I'm going to love it. And then like having this jarring sensation where I was forced to confront the fact that like, I didn't like it, like just fundamentally didn't like it. Um, and the thing that I wrote about it, obviously like I was a child at the time and I don't like linking back to the things that I wrote when I was a child. Cause that child was a bit of an idiot. Um, but <laughs> I still think I was like right with the take, which is that like, it's gorgeous and I don't care at all about it. Um, yeah. I will, of all of the tracks that I might think about ever again, Instant Crush, maybe, and doing it right. And then everything else on the record I could leave and never hear again and I'd be fine. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and that like, it was like an actual job to like, 
often I find the um, I brought a record for, for comparison's sake I brought a record that I pre-ordered pre-ordered like a physical copy of and knew I was going to like in some form before I heard it like that was just a given we walk into yes. a whole, all sorts of music with like intense and deep expectations about how we're going to understand it how we're going to relate to it she's going to eat the girlies up on this one exactly uh, you know um, but that like <laughs> confronting your expectations being not just confounded, but roundly disappointed. It's like a thing that you have to learn how to deal with. And this was mm-hmm. that, that moment for me where like, oh, I thought I knew what this was and what it is is like, it's whether I like or not conceptually, like I was at this time also like listening to a shed load of disco and, and, um, and like, like, like boogie stuff. Like, yes, like, this is, this is also why I brought Ram. Cause I wanted to, I wanted I, I wanted to like see you as a as a as a funk master. Um, <laughs> oh, get that, get get that is somewhat generous. Yeah. Get slid this record. Yeah. Um, and then you get to be like, ha. Huh. Yeah. God. So, like, very specifically, the thing it made me realize was like, eighties production techniques, like the mode of eighties production techniques that they've like attempted to capture. Is this like almost like feels more like a steely dan thing than it does at any of the actual disco records thing it's like pristine and dry dry is so important for this because the thing that makes all the like disco records i really love sing is like often compressing uh reverb into drum tails it's um compressing whole kits together really hard and it is like chunkiness like I put together, like, very much thinking in this mode, like, put together a mix for a URL party a little while ago. Just end up listening back to a bunch of, like, what was it? Like, Sylvester and George Duke and what's in the list? Johnny Smith and Ohio Players and Gap Band and, like, and Donald Bird. Like, yeah, God. So, pitch perfect example for this. I will link this in the chat. Um, <laughs> is, like, the, Donald Budd is a jazz musician at heart. He's making some of the most like pretty and delicate versions of this era of disco when he shifts over to disco. Um, Places and Spaces is one of my like all-time favorite records, and Love Bud is pretty close behind. And Love Bud's got like an exceptional track that I linked. Ooh. I just think love has come around. I just want you to listen to this snare. Like, nowhere on that Dark Plank record has anything as gripping and ecstatic and explosive as this snare at all. It's true. And this is exactly Ooh! what... Uh, this is why it was so disappointing to me, because I was listening to this music, which is like... Bah, bah, bah. It's... It's... This track is so good. Um, it was. I was listening in a, at this point to a lot of stuff that has this like, okay, yeah, it's super brilliantly played. Like a lot of this stuff, particularly like the old Sal Sol stuff that's got like that in-house orchestra behind it, is like technically in, in, like immaculate. That sh- that shit sounds like Super Mario Galaxy. Exactly. It sounds so bouncy and bright and sparkly, and that like. If they've decided that the things that seem so characterful about it that when you ram it through an Akai sampler or through a like a whatever the boss like 
<laughs> I'm thinking a lot in terms of like, well, at various points in this in this record, in in Ramum, in various points in all sorts of Daft Punk projects, it feels like you ran it ram it through a, a sampler compressor and it just explodes. It comes to life because like it starts pumping and doing all sorts of crazy things. Um, and like, obviously they weren't using like sampler compressors on the original recordings. They were using quite expensive shiny studio gear, but it was aiming for a kind of like integrated pump that like it's just utterly absent in the Daft Punk stuff. And like, yeah, of yeah. course, of course that gives people the mind of like, oh, what if you Daft Punkified the, the Daft Punk record? The problem is like, no, that's not even the thing it was ever capable of doing because it didn't have any of the top end sizzle in the first place. It didn't have nope. these like sparkly reverb tails or these like um, expansive wide harmonies. It just had like dead focused, like dry ass, <laughs> like chugging funk guitars and like, vocoder harmonies with no like shine and sparkle and distance and like back off to them like oh god the 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 way this record sound well the original record sounds like so tight and so tiny and small and delicate like everything's perfectly placed and none of it feels like it's coming out at you like none of it feels at no. all present um and this is the thing i just i just go through everything in the everything in this like couple playlists of this stuff that i've got and just like Everything that I love is the stuff that like jumps, and there's nothing in the original record that jumps, which is why like no. I feel like the remix project is like so much more true to a Daft Punk record, or so much Ex truer. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's because it's it's so much truer to the sense of like what makes disco or funk gripping. It's like yes. the the ability to like leap out and like grab you, drag you into the middle of the beat, and like force you to like live with it, because like. It's it's so easy to be a passive spectator with the Daft Punk record, and nearly impossible yes. with this Daft Side record. Like yes, yes, Regs, <laughs> yes. Oh fuck, yes. I it's one one jillion percent co-signed. Um, it's and like, I I feel like like Ram, it's it, they they're doing like funk songs with like prepared piano on Ram. <laughs> And and you're still uh, like oh you're still like oh shit oh um this is the it's I it's I I, I have to assume people reviewed this it's oh pitchfork did uh, pitchfork I was gonna, oh, what's what's oh wait hang on what's pitchfork's review high low uh oh I think I like looked at it very briefly when the prep for this so like okay I, I'm going I'm I'm going to say seven point three. I think it's high. I think it's like a, like a low eight. I think it's like an Hang eight point one or something. Hang on. No. Seven point two. <laughs> oh no! Nailed it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. It's, oh my god. It's. <sighs> I was just. It's like. It's like a. That's. It's sevens. Eight. No. It's regs. Are sorry. Eights are for women. Uh. <laughs> Uh, se se sevens are for like projects that uh the guy does not know how to talk about but it's novel enough yeah um this record and now it's i i want to hit off like your perfect like exclamation point full stop telegram on ram and then launch straight into rammer uh ram um, a contact it's this this record and this this record starts with contacts ending. Yeah. Um it's the it's like this bit reminded me of all the production they were doing at this point for for Kanye in the weekend and just like yes. how sad I was that it nothing they ever did I, sounded is, like that. This is this is the most 2013 record 
ever made. Yeah. Ever. It's like it's you could say Jesus, uh, you could say Arca, but th this is it. it. Like the 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 last uh, like dying remnants of like mashup projects still getting covered. Um, like it's Nicholas Jar on his intense uh, electronic like 2011 to 2015 hot streak. Yep. Um, <laughs> Dark Side still being a band. <laughs> um. Uh, I mean, yeah, this this came out just before Psychic, right? It's like a couple months. Like, I think is, so, yeah. This is their like big announcement to the world, like, hey, we're doing this and we're doing it better than the people like doing it in vastly expensive studios. Um, um, yeah, the, the, the contact is just like, that squall of noise is just like, it makes me want to, okay, let me ask you about this. You're also a massive Nicholas Yard fan, right? I am. I am a huge, I'm a huge Jur head, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to have that turn of phrase but yeah so i can say at this point as well like the thing going on in parallel to this was like post dubstep if that makes sense like yep it's this was a this was a year after um jars immense bbc radio mix yeah oh god um, I, I remember this getting uh when a space is only noise uh yep. 2011 so yeah i was already listening Th yeah. to his stuff and trying to figure out how i felt about it um, so yeah, like 2013 is the same time as a compilation that I love and keep referencing in this context, which is the nonplus think and change compilation. And this was, this was a record where like a bunch of down the line dubstep people, but also techno people, but also like throw a uh, outcast from D and B were all like mm -hmm. on Bodica's label, like kind of fuck Bodica, but also the label was really important to me. So you know what it, it is, what it is. Um, and also, also Fortet, because you need a sort of, like, trad electronica representative. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, uh, like, it's, it, it, it's everywhere in the 2010, if you turned up, like, even, like, three stones in a cardinal direction in electronic <laughs> music, for, Fortet was there chilling and just having a good time. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the point being, though, that, like, the thing that had crystallized in that, like, couple years was a bunch of, like, genuinely forward-looking dance music in the uk particularly that like was taking from dubstep but also fully integrating it into a much like i will say whiter but also like more propulsive more like for the floor oriented house and techno and it got agglomerated yes. into a thing that we all called bass music and that no one really knew how to talk about in a meaningful sense and that just like has been exploded ever since and it's just part of our vocabulary now and that's cool the thing that always struck me about nicholas yar was he filled this like weird space between someone who like felt absolutely versed in everything that was coming up at the time but was just like interested in making something that was like a bit more balearic a bit more like shiny a bit more like pretty and that for me mm -hmm. as someone who was like very like internal to that little scene like that was like a scene i was digging through that was like there were nights mm -hmm. i could go to there were like labels who are like in in my city that i could like say that i was like a big fan of that like coming uh -huh. to a record like I think Spaces Only Noise is the one that I like had this like intense feeling about um, it felt slightly alien to me it felt like it was a bit too much of a soft touch if that makes sense mm -hmm. nope. so I've always had this like weird kind of distance with Nicholas Yard where I wasn't sure whether I was like he's one of us in which case like like someone who's like making club music but with a more expansive eye or is mm -hmm. someone who's just like not quite in it with us and like I've never really resolved that it's just I it's, know that every I, so often he comes up with a project that I love to death. So 
I was, know? it's, <laughs> that's, that's really it. It's, I think it's, he, um, especially like recently, like he's, he's definitely more in like the, the performance art or like art installation sector mm -hmm. of like forward thinking electronic music. Um, but it's, it's, I, I think, I, I think he's, he's always had his mind in like two I, it's, I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that he's like scatterbrained or anything or whatever. <laughs> I just, I, I think, um, I, I think he, I, I think he, he, his brain and heart are in the exact place that he wants to be. And it's a little different from everybody else. Um, where it's, makes perfect sense, uh, yeah. it's, but, but it's, it's not like, um, let me, um, it's, and I, this might be too reductive of a reading, but it's, you know, um, uh, let's say, let's say like, it's like you go to, it's, I don't want to fucking say like, it's like, uh, like Nicholas Jar using like four on the floor beats in his music is like the same thing as like a hyper pop artist, like using like Avril Lavigne samples or whatever. <laughs> Um, because it's, or like, it's, or it's like you go to an art installation and it's like named after a song and you're like, that guy doesn't fucking listen to that song. What a fucking <laughs> dickhead. It's, I, yeah. it's, I, I, I don't think this was ever in doubt in between any of us, but, uh, Yar has always been, um, uh, like he's, he's, he's very, very, very genuine, mm -hmm. uh, but distant, I think. Yeah. Um, and also Dave Harrington's there too. Yeah. So that, that again, like, I'm sorry, Dave Harrington. I do not know nearly as much about the other shit you're up to. It's, it is what it is. Uh, it's look, you're, you're, you're friends with Nicholas. That's you're, you're all right in my book. Here's yeah. looking at you. Um, the, the, both of them on this record, it's, I'm just, I'm, I'm going through like, it's the, the, the first half is like, it's, it's literally just like slowed down versions of like the the core like uh like rhythm guitar uh, funk rhythm guitar yeah. uh runs and then it's like Nicholas Jar sound effects in the background yeah like like or it, there are a lot there are a lot of good little sound design elements here but yeah no like yes. fundamentally like uh <laughs> it's give music back to sorry give music back to give life back to music like. That is one of those just like slow the track down by 10, 15 BPM, like make it slam a bit more, play the hook a bit better or a bit more pr like present and chunky. And suddenly it feels like an entirely different track. Yes. It's that first section is like, has all the like claustrophobic inside the box sampler energy. And the, yes. the second section has all of the like big over compressed, shiny, like over like, slightly too much reverb it, slammed into the limiter sound that I it, want from the original disco record. Like this is it. Yes. It's, this is the best way to simulate the feeling that a actual disco record would give me. Yeah. Yes. Um, I fully agree. It's, uh, it's, it's literally split in half. Like yeah. it's, um, it's, uh, faithful listeners. If you are not already dorky enough to have, uh, like already listened to this record, Look at the fucking waveform for Give Life Back to Music. Because I know I know you have a music... I know you have, like, a spectrogram or a music player that can show you the waveform oh, before you every, listen to it. The, the um, thing that everyone is linking to with this record, because it didn't get a commercial release, is the SoundCloud, <laughs> which means you can just see the waveform. It's right there. Oh, yeah, it's true. That's literally true. Uh, it's You can see it literally, like, goes into, like, a little wormhole and then explodes into, like, this yeah. beautiful funk. Like, oh, It's so good. Um... 
it's I, I love that there's two uh, it's the 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 tinier bits on this record. I, I also do love I love both renditions of Within a lot. Uh, the first version literally just sounds like a like a bit off Sirens. Um, yeah, it's, it doesn't sound like Within at all. I don't even like I don't think it's in the it's like it's in the same key as either of them. Yeah, it's um, some resampled mangling. And then, uh, and then within two is, uh, it's, um, it's literally, it's, it's the, it's the Chili Gonzalez piano line at the start of within in order to uh-huh. bring the key change from Giorgio to instant crush. Yeah. But, um, it's, uh, like it's, they, they got like a fucking like harpsichord in there. It's playing pizzicato. Um, it's, and then it goes, boom, 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 bang, boom. They, they just they turn the they turn the they turn the gain up and then they just they cut the delay. It's like boom boom boom. Bing, bing. Yeah, just it's let so it, let it, and then it goes let it spike and yeah. And oh. they they introduce like an echo delay thing. It's so good. Um, and then uh, lose yourself to dance being two seconds long. Lose yourself to dance is L- perfect. That that little that literally made me laugh out loud. <laughs> it's. <laughs> it's they, they got it all. They got it all in here. Oh, um, I mean, and I, then, so for me, it's just like we keep talking about it, like Interlude City, baby. Like finding well, the, it's it, finding those tracks that are just like either comedy moments or like beatless, like little pockets of like emotional exploration to link you from place to place. I was gonna place. say it, it's just like within it, two it, is it, perfect for that, and like then also yes. losing something nuts is just funny. Yeah. It's uh, it, it makes our job as music talk abouters very easy because we can focus on those and be like, ah, that's what the record is about. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, it's the big, like, flag in the ground. Like, ah, we've caught, caught the emotional heart and it's the bit where there aren't beats. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, uh, so, it's a uh, motherboard. It's, whereas I think, I think, um, uh, whereas I think Ram almost completely loses steam in the second half. This is where I think Ram really like ramps up um yeah giorgio by marauder becomes like an actual like giorgio like drum track um yeah this was uncharitably like the most acceptable version of an incredibly white tech house track like this is (laughs) exactly what i'm after from this sort of project which is like like when so much of this this record is like restored a sense of neuroticism in places that is really really helpful like Touch for me is the the other place where it's like really apparent because like touch should be the track where it's like off the rails and expansive and explosive and instead it's like tight and driven into filters and like crunched uh, analog drum well crunched drum machine drums like it's got that like slightly industrial or like electro-y like neuroticism and angst and then that's just like a far more cool headspace to start to interrogate than like any of the like placid beautiful hands-off nonsense that you get in the, mm-hmm. the original and that like the flip side of that is when they do want to be big and expansive it's like beyond i think is probably the one for me where like their version of the big expansive track is just like so much more compelling it's like mm-hmm. it's like instead of being so dry it's got this like pillowy softness in places or yes. when they want to like blow the top off it it gets really shiny and brilliant and sparkly and like like wide-eyed in a way that the Daft Punk never dares um and that mm-hmm. range is just like so much more interesting it's like a oh my god 
Oh, just I'm I'm slightly <laughs> I'm squeeing about it just because like there's a there's a sense in which I kept forgetting there was a version of this record that could be this way. <laughs> yes. Um, um, and it was I, also I would also Oh yeah, go for it. It's I just it's as as uh as we as we like remain in this little like track by track hole here. Uh the the flip of doing it right here I genuinely might be like top 5 flips in my mind. <laughs> um it's there it's like doing it right originally it's um uh, and I'm I'm going to be like an amateur journalist here and uh and say like doing it right feels like like you're you're in a small room um and you're 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 watching something like really really spontaneous and beautiful happen. Uh-huh. And then do doing it right is when it, and and then it's like and now everybody dance and everyone goes like yeah let's go yeah um uh, it's i i i love it yeah again like this is this is one of the that's one of the few tracks where i even need to like think for a moment about which version of it i prefer it's like it's almost astounding that the, this record gets the, the through this entire runtime like one-upping all the originals so comprehensively <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's um, so good the the version of um motherboard though Motherwell was a track I needed to talk about because fuck. Yes. Fuck. Um, yeah. So I need to ask you this. Does Nicholas Yard just put breaks in other stuff and I haven't discovered this or what, what's going on with this? I don't, I don't think so. It's, I did not hear it's there's, there's, there's lots of steady drum lines across a lot of his stuff. Um, but this, this is, there's, it's literally D and B. It's the, it's okay. So entire aside, but I have to share, share this record with you because it's like, one of my like absolute favorites of the last little while. And it's just, it blows my mind because this is the first time I found something that even approximates it slightly. So this album is called Recorder, R-K-O-D-R by Transient Stella. I'm linking the band camp. Um, it's, pay what you, it's not even pay what you want. You cannot even pay for this record at this point. Um, wow. Just just poke it and see, see what it sounds like. Oh, have you, I, I feel like you have linked this before. Because uh, I was like, this album art is sick. Yeah, I, I might well have just because I'm I'm screaming about it so much. Um, this is effectively a, a shoegaze, or like that sort of like pre M83 version of like a spacey, like thick ambient, but just with a bunch of like crunched up drum and bass breaks in the back. Um, I love this record. I just discovered it completely by accident this year. It's 20 years old. And this is the first thing I've found someone else do that sounds remotely like it. Like, obviously there are like bits and pieces where people like mm -hmm. dive in this direction and it works out, but never in like a systematic way. Mm -hmm. um, this this version of Motherboard rules, um, but like this is the kind of like tip, like head nod towards abstraction that like the Dark Side sometimes do this, but even this is like slightly rough at them, and like. Man, I, I miss when Daft Punk were at all con unconventional in their song structures. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are just being uh, up on them, but you know, we are. We are, it's man. They they fucking like retarded like a jillion. It's look. It's they they literally like ran out of ideas. It's they they, they got they got their fucking money. It's good. They 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 don't. The, the fuck do they care about like me or you going like oh it's a bit um it's a bit too tight funk wise 
sorry, it's I, I was doing a snobby I was not doing a snobby English voice to make fun of you specifically. <laughs> oh no. No, um, this, it's, is, this I, is everything I'm still, I deserve. I'm, this is everything. I'm I trying to. It's. I, I'm trying to deprogram toxic traits as always. I am. Uh, life is a journey, and you learn every lesson before you get. Uh, it's life is a test, and then you get the lesson. That's old school. Take it easy. Um, uh, I think uh, nothing I don't deserve, frankly. But never mind. <laughs> um, and uh, the the closer on this instant crush. Yeah. It's. I, I, this is just, this is literally just a club tool. This like is the club remix this track always needed. This track yes. was crying out for the like, oh, just give it a slightly more teeth and you have like a, like a peak time house banger in there. And they're just like, it's like their version of this, which is like slightly under tempo and slightly like, like it's keeping more of a drone. Like, again, this is the thing, like dipping in towards like Balearic house electronica stuff. Like that's the like, Again, the background I feel like Nicholas Yar has, like, that's the, like, mood of dance music that he's most comfortable in. But, like, if there's going to be a flip of this track, this could go in many ways. This is one of them. I'm so glad yes. that it exists. Because, yeah, like, absolutely, this is one of the many versions of this track that just, like, could be in the club and, like, I would be very, very happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. Ah. <sighs> uh, Ram them. Yeah, just a, you, you come in with the offbeat uh, 808 ride, and I'm just like, ah, uh, yes, I'm home. I'm home. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's he's it. Look, these two got you. It's fine. Oh. Um, can I can I do a like a 30 second cover watch? Oh, of on Ram them. Yeah. Um, D Dark Side. Uh, Ram cover is uh, Toma and. Uh... Oh, sorry. It's uh, I don't know. It's. Uh, is it is it G Manuel de Om Cristo? Is that how you say uh, Yellow Helmet's name? Oh, Guy, as in the French. Guy Man. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's it, his his name his name is literally Dude three times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so oh. it's Toma and Guy. Um, it's you you know the Random Access Memories cover. Yeah, I do. Um, and then uh, for for Dark Side. They just go full Star Wars, and it's uh, it's it's Yoda and Darth Vader, um, and uh, it's true to form. This uh, the the black has been replaced with like a very like a lower contrast black. The the masks are smaller. The text is very plainly written, as opposed to um uh, like written in gorgeous like thriller type script in the corner. Yeah. Um, this 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 is uh this is how. This is how this record gets fed through that filth. This is what the cover looks like. Yeah. It's a perfect cover. I it, love it. It's exactly what it needs to be. Uh, just like yeah. tighter and tinier and slightly more self-regarding like self and a whole lot more fun. Yes. <sighs> um, I'm, you know what? Yeah. I think that's a good, that's a good uh, button on that. Yeah. For sure. Um, Let's talk about the other record. I might just slip. I might just float over the edge. I might just clip the edge, the latch on my way down. I might just slip. I might just float over the edge. I might just clip the edge, the ledge on my way down. Yeah, sold my head back or push my head down Choice is yours, truth be told, it's all the same with me 
And we could be, and we could be one of the three times I let this boy get the better of me. And I could clap like I don't front, and you could hold me down right, and we could fuck, and we could fight, and you could come and gaslight, illuminated, yeah, I see. The problem was always with me. If I was one or the other, I could smother half of myself. Mother myself to my life for a sickening health I still find you coming strong Come find me undercover I come over, we can fuck the void out of each other If I was one or the other, I could smother half of myself Mother myself to my life for a sickening health I still find you coming strong Come find me undercover Come over, we can fuck the void out of each other I don't know, ecstatic! And the sweets and the sprags are gonna fuck Obligated, filling down, so now I'm stitching Swing up with so, so, so it seems then Let me swing, swing, I head spin, I feel flushed And rushing and rushing, and won't you please come crushing I will gladly lick the sole of your boot Lick a sole, I come too old to be mute If I was one or the other, I could smother half of myself Mother myself to my life for a sickening health. Still finding coming strong, can find me undercover. Come over, we could fuck the void out of each other. If I was one or the other, I could smother half myself. Mother myself to my life for a sickening health. Still finding coming strong, can find me undercover. Come over, we could fuck the void out of each other. Regs is a broken clock right twice a day. Uh, tends to be. Uh-huh. Um, uh, red shoes or blue shoes? Uh, hmm. Good question. Good question. You more? You more? <laughs> Grandmother? Grandfather? You more? Me more. Red shoes or blue shoes? Tick, tock. Tick, tock. Tick, tock goes the broken clock. Um, last year I came around from a hole with a broken thumb. And I know on my phone, four words, the vibe hath changed. Yeah. I'm whole, baby. So I am whole and you can too. Um, I'm whole is Aya's new record. Came out this year. Came out this October, I think. Um, maybe even this November? I can't remember. Dates are, dates are weird. Um, October twenty second. I got the bank. It's I. It's, the I forgot the. I forgot the initial word salad. So I was just playing the the intro track. <laughs> uh, so good. So um, I, uh, um, producer from originally Yorkshire, um, has been based in Manchester now in London, um, makes a whole bunch of stuff. This record yes. is. I, so I, I should ask. Do you know anything about Aya's previous stuff? She has also um, another pseudonym, which is Loft. Yes. Um, it's if you have gone to any club show and you have not heard a Loft slash Aya uh, t club tool edit or flip, you need to go to better clubs. Yeah, basically. Um, um, it's some of like the mo most like forward thinking ideas. It's uh, it's I, I it's, it's I, I find it really funny that uh, there, there there is actually a theme with this episode. Ramam is like two artists um uh doing it to like rent like uh like original production artists doing um 
uh, a remix record. And then this one is one artist who's predominantly known for her remixes and edits making a beautiful, like, original record. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> The way that me and Aya first got to interact, like, I've known about her stuff for a while. I think it was probably back in the... Back in the moment where, like, I was completely out of drum and bass and had been for a very long time and stumbled into that high track, which is one of her, like, early-ish originals um, of... the It's on, it's on Triangle, like, a really f- fucking great re- label. Um, so it's only 2019. It's not even that long ago. But, like, that high track was one of those tracks where I was like, oh, maybe drum and bass has still got life in it, basically. <laughs> um, is this a track you know? Because um, I will link it regardless. It's uh, it's it, it very much single handedly with like both put Aya as a producer. Oh baby, yeah. Um, it kind of put Aya on the map for me. It's like oh, I need to fucking pay attention. And also it's, uh, like resuscitated drummer bass for me single handedly. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a uh, it's a uh, regs in the future. Do you want to just play like a quick sixteen oh, yeah. of this record right now? My God, holy smokes. So the thing that's so impressive about that high track is like, it's so like literate in what jungle sounds like. At the same time, yes. all the wild spatial and sound of design effects have been built up through like the last five years of electronic music or on like full display. A lot of like very yes. wide spa- uh, spacey stereo stuff. A lot of like just textures that uh, like come straight out of like, I don't know. She, she's done a bunch of production talk in the last little while. She doesn't actually use yes. a lot of the like new style granular and FM stuff. She like is a, is a subtractive synth person, but like clearly there's a bunch of like very clever modulation and stuff like to get all the new school like fizz mod style sounds out um yeah it's uh it's the the classic uh, like that yeah woo yeah uh being like distorted into like um like <laughs> it's like sophie whistles yeah um and shit i think is a very like very small but like like it's very small but like understated sorry large but understated thing about what you're talking about yeah there. totally like, where... just, just like the, the the ability to like take all the sorts of flip techniques that like everyone who's trying to make a jungle record or a drum and bass record in the last little while knows very well and just pushing it that extra 25 percent further into the more experimental end and like i know she studied this stuff i know she's like her old stuff is like all exp- like really weird and interesting cool formal experimentation this it sounds great as well but like the the, the fact that it can like be so fluent in like dance music forms and also push the boundary so extensively is like just very cool. And like, this is a thing that was like, I need to make sure I know exactly what this person does. Um, the, the, the little fucking claim to fame I have is at some point she randomly tweeted, what the fuck is up with K-pop? And I tweeted back. At her. <laughs> I jumped in her replies and said, Hey, I happen to have a podcast where we're trying to explain K-pop to non-K-pop listeners. And she was like, oh, that's really cool. And then a couple of weeks later, um, a Echo Jam style flip of Girls' Generations G appeared on her band camp, <laughs> which is the yeah. most proud I've ever been. Uh, um, yeah. 
It's, it's a great flip as well. It's, it's like, again true to uh, true to Aya's form entirely, uh, entirely. But yeah, like I I feel somewhat responsible for that, and also like I just I'm very very grateful. Um, <laughs> I just find that very funny. Um, but yeah, like some of the best little flips, like the the nominally eight LTJ Bookham style, like liquid flip of a long on the like the, the like sum up release from 2019, like all that stuff is just like. Also, just very literate in the like, like the music, internet music culture that we're also very familiar with. And then there was mm-hmm. a release that I have to have to give a short out, sh- uh, shout out about, which is the boy girl release Focus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boy girl supremacy. Boy girl supremacy. Yeah. So I don't, I, know, I don't know if it's a collective. If they're like still a thing, but like this is a bunch of people who like all are fascinating and like just so good in their own right. Um, and like. Uh, if I can give it this bit of a chat like early so I can just like move through it because like Sophie hangs in the background for this entire like world of like club yes. club literate experimental stuff um, and the thing that when Sophie died I, I went to was this release and I couldn't figure out why until I like sat with it for a day or two Focus isn't even one of the Charlie XEX tracks which was produced by Sophie the, the, the B-side to no. the the focus was um, no angel was a second production focus was an AG yeah. one the thing that I realized is like I missed other people who were literate in the same thing Sophie was and like this yes. release just has that in spades it's like one yes 100% um, it's like knowing like what it, being ecstatic and euphoric is for in this context and also like explicitly like re, like re like co-opting and revisionary and like transformative and queer in about so like, just like whether that's the focus call, the Jennifer Walton track, which is just like, just trying to like make it slam, or the loft track, the the loft, the eye track on this is like mining out all of the like delicacy and the the, the like melancholy and the harmonic progression. Um, it's I just think this whole release is just. just does all the work that I needed at that moment to like remind myself that everyone else was understanding and getting the same things out of that kind of music and we'd all be able to like do this for each other in the future. Um, I was gonna say it's we 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 are all moving forward together. Yeah. 100 percent Um So yeah, the Better Lose Your Composure is amazing and I I'm, I have it very dear to my heart. So like with with all that said, like an artist who like did a bunch of, like made a bunch of flips, uh, made a bunch of uh, like just sort of big toolsy collections that she dumped out on the internet and like hadn't ever come up with a pretty, a more singular artistic statement. But, I was going to add her and Air Max yeah. uh, oh, had a- A2A, I think. What a good EP. Uh, oh my God. I was going to say be- beautiful little EP, tight, focused, awesome. Yeah. Um. J- again, that was something that I was listening to at the start of the year and like, really trying to hone in on like for my own sake what uh, a new school electro sound might be um it's just such a such a good record i obviously i'm gushing because i love her stuff and like this is what i was saying earlier like i approach this record knowing that whatever it is i'm interested in what she has to say like that is just a thing i yes. use um the record though like really did confound my expectations and just like trying to f- work out what it is and what it's trying to do is been such a weird rewarding process so mm-hmm. she's been sitting on a record project of some sort for a while and ended up coming out on Hyperdub and like fucking Hyperdub, incredible, amazing. I'm, <laughs> yeah. 
I've never heard of this label. What? Who, who the fuck are, who the fuck are they? I don't know. Um, I don't know. So yeah, what is this record? What the fuck is this record? Um, we that's, we started off quoting the like intro monologue thing from somewhere between the ninth and eighth, uh, eighth and ninth floor, and like it comes in on this like hideous industrial screech. Again, there's a massive RA production interview where she talks about like this is literally just like modulated and affected versions of a field recording she took in someone's flat stairwell of like the like whatever it was maybe extractor fans of the whatever it might be literally somewhere between, between the eighth, eighth and, and ninth floor literally yeah um and like spins it out into this like stringsy like feels almost like penderecki like um anxiety dream <laughs> on yes. top of which like just slides her voice um her voice is all over this project, often in spoken word, often in like very like allegorical and hazily put together poetry. She said she yes. said she like often entered like weird fugue states, figured out whatever she um f- like dumped in the notes app of her phone and then just spoke it into a microphone. Um, and it's it's got this like wide ranging kind of like sickly quality to it that I'm like slightly obsessed with. Um, Yes. If I could just yes, like yes, yes. try and make the thesis statement, because like this is the thing yeah. I've been sitting with. <laughs> Transness isn't supposed to be poetic or metaphorical or funny. No. Um, we treat our bodies very literally. We have to. Like this is a necessity. Like I have to be able to like. Oh, I try and avoid going to a doctor, but like we have to go to a doctor and know what to get out of that doctor's appointment. We have to like intensely manage our relationships with our bodies. It's mm-hmm. something that other people often poeticize for us in often like really vulgar and shitty ways. I was gonna. It's we're we're doing this right at the tail end of uh, uh, Trans Remembrance yeah. Week. Yeah. <laughs> um. But not no not much of a better time to talk about people like eulogizing us, romanticizing us, mythologizing yeah. us. Yeah. And that, that there's there's something. That, yeah. That there's a whole lot going on in the way that like trans bodies effectively get disappeared by this like whitening and like beatification process that goes on with memory with memory um the thing that this record does so stunningly for me at least is like i didn't know we were allowed to be cheeky about ourselves (laughs) (laughs) oh i mean i guess i in like in inverted commas i what i sort of did i knew that like on some level this is an absurd thing like on some level this is like slightly comedic this like weird bodily transformation this like weird messy gloopy situation that we find ourselves in but it never like felt that way it never felt like an appropriate emotional stance to take towards yourself like i never never countenanced the idea that the right emotional and effective relationship would be either surreal or cheeky or like um, or like cheshire cat grinned but like yes this record just handed that to me um I'm like I've I've got this like bizarre like cheeky grin on my face as I'm saying this now like this is a special feeling um, and like that's not to say that this is a record without the like the dark and slimy moments in it as well because like my favorite track on it might be the second which is like headlined by the lyric come over we can fuck the void out of each other like there is a <laughs> this is um this is a record like that spans this full range of the like coping mechanisms based in the surreal and the and the 
and the self-effacing and the comedic and the and the, the like but i'm not it's yeah I, I could come try and just keep coming up with more metaphors and what more adjectives to describe the emotional t- uh, tenor but like no like sometimes it is really as neurotic and as like dark and twisty um as both the sound design and a lot of the aesthetic and the like darkest moments on it um but yeah the fact that this intro is like so invested in the theatricality of it the like the the ability for it to be seen i'm not going to say reductively as performance because it's not about performance it's about that mm-hmm. like felt and assumed sense of like hilarity and and um what, what was the word i used about it um i've got the, the the specific word hello this is regs in the future and the word i was looking for is hysterical hysterical is let's just say swag <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. No, I mean like this is the thing, like the 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 feeling that you're allowed to just like to just like find Be this, cheeky? Yeah, <laughs> cheeky, be indulgent with it, be like silly and stroppy with it. It's like mm-hmm. so missing in most treatments. And like some of my other favorite yes. records of the year, like, are not in this register at all. And they talk they talk and feel their way through transness in this like not necessarily more literal way, it's might actually be just as or even more allegorical. But it, it will still be in this way of like viewing it with a sense of melancholy and the sense of like care and like not not distance, but like this like acknowledgement of the seriousness of it. Yes. And this is so a bit, ranging between like in immensely like internally obsessed with it and also flippant. It's just like such a wonderful little um like about turn to be able to like move between tracks that like that like indulge both your fears and like show you some other way of dealing with it uh yeah it, it fucking rules um let's talk should we talk about how it sounds design? or I, I don't know if you got more to add on that but yeah uh i'm gonna it's you 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 really uh you really got it up in a nice bow there for me uh <laughs> yeah um, um it's if 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 i can be the one to ask a literal question yeah uh of of discussion here who do you think Redacted is on if Redacted thinks he's having this on a remix, he can frankly do one. So I've been thinking about this a lot. I can't tell because like whatever sample has been so thoroughly mangled um, that like it doesn't give you many, many good indications. I, I can't help but... So like who's in the hyperdub circle? Who's... I, uh, that's probably not... I'm guessing she... She like offered this round and try to get this uh, placed on labels after she finished the tracks. So maybe she just had the, the stem or the, the little sample in mind already. I don't know. Choose a dickhead in British dance music is the question that I'm trying to answer. And I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, that's, that's a. You got a wide net. We both have a wide net, and I want to put none of them to recorded materials. <laughs> it's uh. It's I. Funniest answer I think would be OPM. <laughs> uh, uh, especially because there there is at like at minimum one OPN flip on each of her like her her, her yes. edit records, uh. Uh, and like it's I I love the idea of like Dan finally being like oh hey did you want to like send something over for uh, MoPN? She was like, fuck off. No, um, I'm I'm taking your lovely Juno noises and they're mine now. They're mine. I tell you. <laughs> I do. I do not actually think that's real. I just think no. that would be the funniest thing in the world. Agreed. Agreed entirely. Uh, uh. It's probably vegan. I don't know. <laughs> uh. Uh, 
I don't think he's a dick. I don't know. It's I I we're I'm I, I accidentally put us into uncomfortable territory. No, uh, no. <laughs> we're allowed to, we're allowed to be uncomfortable and speculative about the like moral <laughs> values of all sorts of dance music producers. This is what we're here for. It's true. Um I also wanted to say Ice Boy Violets on this record. Yeah. It's Boy Girl Lives. Yeah, uh this um Emily likes us. So Emily Moore is a place in say like I had it in my notes somewhere. Yeah, it's a place in West Yorkshire, like near Huddersfield. I think probably near where she is from. There is a big transmission tower there. Um, I have looked at pictures of it. It is scary and weird. Um, <laughs> the, the like, something about the, like, I'm just pulling up the, the lyrics again because I have the little booklet because it's beautiful. Um, Let me, I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking up Emily here. God, oh. Yeah. What the fuck is... The, oh my god, it's got lights on it. It's a big fucking transmission tower in the middle of the moors. Um, this is a this is a Kirby boss. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's just one more riff on this. Uh, the Daily Mail mm-hmm. uh, doing a profile on the Emily Moore transmitting tower. Inside the tallest tower in Britain. And it's not <laughs> the Shard... Uh, thank you, Boo. <laughs> thank you so You're much. Very um, You're very welcome. I'm English now. It, it, we've known this forever. <laughs> they don't call the British Columbia for nothing. <laughs> no! no! Um, <laughs> uh, it's, I, I, hot, hot Singles is actually like English, uh, Scottish reparations. <laughs> no, I disapprove. Oh, my God. <laughs> you would, settler. Oh my god! So, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I we need to actually talk. I, the the two things I mentioned about this record have totally thrown us <laughs> off the trail. No, no, no. Again, I like it. It's fine to just be flipping and like explore the little like narrow holes that it puts in front of you because like they're yes. there. Like if this had a bunch of like Lee Gamble style like allusions to theory like in it, then we wouldn't have this to talk about. Like. When it's th- true. This record isn't named a monastic pressure. No, like it's fucking called I'm whole. <laughs> I'm whole. And if and it's got track names like, you know, if Redacted thinks he's having this as a remix, he can frankly do one. Like that's a choice. That's an active choice to like give you a completely <laughs> different relationship to like the like verbal content of this record. And that's a, it's a genuinely important point point in it. But yeah, like on this like weird local point, like middle verses of the Iowa verses. I'm made in Yorkshire thigh, white as the sky is high, tell a lie with a side eye. I'm fine, how's the grace? Like, cars. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the coolest ground tracks I'll hear all year. Like, production wise, vibe wise, it's just impeccable. But, like, there's this weird sense of location that, like, London never gets mentioned. Um, in any of the like she's not a Londoner per se like well, I've also like stuck my foot in it by saying Greg's is bad and she copped it on the timeline and she she gave it to me and I'm I have to fully admit that and this is this is holding my hands up and saying I got that one wrong but that like that that sense of movement that sense of like knowing where you're from knowing how you were built know how you're built like how you came to be how you are how that links to the aesthetic and the emotional content of the places you're in is like so stuck and like the thing that ties that together so so much for me is that like, as I said to start this all off, she is so completely literate in jungle in particular and also grime as like 
genres like genre dance music like lives hiding in the seams of this record and like slides out from underneath the covers ever so often um the reason i think and uh what if i should fall asleep is my favorite track is like it threatens like there's a threat literal like terror that this is going to turn into like a terror drum a bass track at any moment um, <laughs> and yes. it doesn't it's like, just like got all the like bass and the sub swells that like could be a section transition that like they're some of my favorite noises in dance music and like it's clearly like playing off the anticipation playing off the tension that gets built out of like knowing how dance music forms like operate but doing something so like radically distinct with them so yeah um that that like for me because i don't know britain like i'm i feel that sense of place embedded in the like the genre nature of the of the yes. music itself that like i can't help but tie them together um the flip side of that is a track like oh would be prosthesis which um she calls her beard a cunt like it's just important <laughs> my, my beard's a cunt your beard's probably a cunt we should all call our beards cunts it's good um i also i i love the title for this album so much yeah i'm whole I'm whole. <laughs> oh my god. Um, the line that ends the introduction is. What is it? I'm just like getting it actually right. It's 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 like welcome. It's like welcome everyone. Enjoy the show, right? Yes. Um, Hello everyone. Hello everyone, and welcome to the show. Yeah, there's this sense of theatricality about it that I'm just like. Ah, uh, this. When I say theatricality, like there's one reading of that which is like slightly student thespy. It's like the <laughs> the, the the thespy like ah, uh, I suddenly become aware of the the way I hold my body and can then do things with that. And that's like part of that. I think part of this is about like very intentional posture. And part of it though is also just like oh, that means we've got so much more material to play with than we ever thought we did. Um, and that that's the that's the register that like she hits so well at um that like the track title doesn't the, the track title and the the track title is an indication of that sort of posture the the all the textual material is an indication of that kind of posture and like maybe yeah, 100%. some percent some of that might have just inevitably come out of the way she writes lyrics and like the way she wanted to use her voice in this record but for me in particular it's like it, it puts me in an entirely different stance towards it. Again, I'm thinking back to like Lee Gamble is one of the people I would like compare in terms of style and like intent for yes for what's going on. And like he's doing that sort of techno babbly abstraction that like is cool. I'm super into it in the same way, but like doesn't force you to like adjust your emotional relationship to the music in any way. Like there is a the very comfortable way to relate your yourself as a listener. To stuff where it's like, okay, we're in like conceptual space now. Um, and this forces you out of it so roundly. And that's a much, again, not to say she's not doing really interesting conceptual work here. I started off with like, what's conceptually I think she's like offering me that no one else has. But um, yeah, the, the, the text is really important to like how I'd like want to like face this album. And it also means it's like, kind of hard to in ways like i've listened to this album a lot but not nearly as much as i thought i would because it's like exhausting and draining in a way that i can't always be prepared for um i'm whole i'm whole it's just a, li a little bit more on the sound design um the 
the only solution I found to simply jump higher is like, again, I thought this might be the Interlude City um, instrumental track. It's just far too elaborated. It's far too extended. Like it's got too much of a really cool narrative to it in just in sound for me to just leave it at that. I, I want to be making music that sounds like this, basically. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, like the just the, the the some of the coolest moments of the rhythmic ones as well because like she's always fucking around with polyrhythms and polymeters. This Yaki like starts off in this completely disjointed shuffle and then suddenly just a a two-step shuffle comes in around like one thirty-five out of fucking nowhere and I did not know that rhythm was encoded in this track until she just fucking drags it out kicking and screaming. Um, yeah. Wild, wild record. Um, I really love it. It's going to be one of my favorites of the year. Without doubt, frankly. Um, but yeah, the fact that it is what it is, is like so strange. Because I don't know anyone else who's really like... The thing we've circled around is just like that strange relationship that's slightly estranged. And the, yeah, I mean, I'm just dancing around Brecht terminology, but like, yeah, who else is working in this space? Who the fuck else has got this ability to like jump between the like upfront dance music stuff, between the like conceptually rich and terrifying spooky stuff, and then also self-parody and self-reference and absurdity? Like, God. The, 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 the fact that all the lyrics got written in these weird fugue states makes you not want to attribute this to like an intense self-awareness. Like that would be... I don't know, almost rude of me. <laughs> but yeah, no, like the, the amount of like care and self-knowledge that goes into a project like this, to be able to pull those strands together is really, really remarkable to me. I'm whole. I'm whole. And so can you. And you can too. Ah. <sighs> is it about time to wrap up? I think so. So... I'm going to say we, I haven't thought about a pick at all for next week, but that's kind of okay because Um, who you may remember from previous episodes of Hot Singles has a Christmas podcast for us and for everyone. It's so true. So I think the next, I think the next episode of Hot Singles is going to be Autumn and Nia talking about, if I can find in the messages, um, da 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 God, shit. Can I find it? Uh, while while Regs is doing that, uh, quick cover watch. Oh on, yeah, uh, I'm whole. It's a it's a it's a hand. She it's it's assume it's presumably a is. Um, she's she's crumpled up a cigarette in a bunch a cigarette box. She's got long nails. Uh, nice sweater. You can tell from the sleeve. Uh, it's clearly taken outside. Uh, I the impression I think is like after a show. Um, it's good. Uh, her hand looks evil in it. And I think that's, that's, that is a, that is an intentional decision. Like it, it, it looks a little red. It looks a little claw-like. Um, of course that could just be like the color correction on the photo not being great. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. I like it. 
It's a, I, there's a lot of, uh, this, this, this sort of contemporary photography is coming back to album covers. Yeah. As it should, um, frankly, in a, in a, in a big way. Um, and it's, this is, this is heresy to say as a graphic designer, but I, um, I'm very happy that this does not have like a slickly produced, um, like type mark mm -hmm. in one of the cardinal directions on this. It's literally just the picture. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's it's loft uh like it's the the loft stuff it's 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 very clear this this was not made with like a like a mass label budget this is this is self-released um <laughs> so it's uh yeah i was gonna say you can't pay designer rates but major labels can't pay designer rates either um i, I mean I, it's, it's like it's a, what chances do you think that was taken on an iphone oh it, it immediate like it's it's it, it it's 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 one twenty like negative eighty on the odds. <laughs> uh, so hmm. so I've figured out what the. Just want to be doubly sure. I'm, I'm just gonna assume it's that. Yeah, and. So. Next on hot singles. Will be, songs for Christmas by Sufjan Steenbutz and The Bells of Dublin by The Chieftains. Um, we got a double wow. Christmas special uh, going full Irish slash full... I'm not... Mm, Sufjan Steenbutz, I was about to say... Me, I, I was on the hinge of... Well, on the... on the. Sufjan Stevens is a guy. He's a, he's a guy. <laughs> That's, it's 100% it's, it's, it's Dublin, 100% Sufjan Stevens is a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there, there was so much i was about to like pile into like exactly what sufian stevens is but you know we're just gonna dodge it we're just gonna, gonna dodge it nia and we'll have things to say about exactly what is up with sufian stevens when he sings about you know okama come emmanuel um i i saw santa claus outside he was <sighs> delivering presents that's uh that's my review hell yeah um <laughs> i i am now just thinking about um who's the comedian who did the sufian stevens got scared by something on tv that uh, uh chris flemings there we go yeah um i'm now thinking about that except getting scared by santa claus coming down the chimney and I, yeah yeah that's better um <laughs> uh that's what we got up next time. We'll be back very soon, though. Um, hopefully, the three of us together, given Autumn's work and moving situation, is resolving itself slowly. Um, that'll be very fun. Until then, peace. Bye. I, I will hit the record button, Hammond.